Hey, we're back with another episode of Playing With Fire. This week we're picking up where we left off with Jacob Collier. This convo was so packed with goodness, I just had to break it up for us. It's my fault. I kept asking questions and he kept talking. So let's dive back in where I ask him about a very magical iPhone note he keeps on his phone. And we really dive into practice um, in this part of the conversation. The practical ways we can re-engage our creativity and move toward openness again. Hang out for the end where I'll tell you what I loved from this chat. Um, in the meantime, enjoy. I did want to bring up one of the more powerful interactions I had with you, which is when we were in an Uber. We were driving to the music video shoot. Mm. And we talking about self-doubt. I was really struggling that day and was pretty, you know, transparent with you about just how much um, self-loathing can go on, how much kind of like mm -hmm. beating up on myself, the, the kind of uh, doubting whether my work is any good, whether it's valuable, whether it's truthful, whether it's, you know, I even doubt my own essence sometimes, which is such a scary thing because it's kind of what, what drives you. I mean, it's your truth telling, that's your story. And you brought, you brought up a note on your phone um, that you actually even allowed me to, to, to keep, which I've, I've treasured ever since you did. And it was just a series of <laughs> affirmations, of mantras, of things that you um, had collected, uh, either from mm. other people or from inside your own brain, to just kind of reinforce that you're the shit, that you know what you're doing, and that you have permission to play and to experiment and to actually replace, and I'll use the word invert, the voices that were commonly coming to you. And A, I found it so vulnerable and beautiful that you would share that with me. Um, B, I found it extremely empowering. I went on to write my own version of it um, oh, later. Pretty. Yeah, and, and I guess I went back to it. And only if you're comfortable, I would love to just read a couple of things that I, oh, please do. That I read yeah, in yeah, it. Abs absolutely. Because I really think that this has a lot to teach us about these kind of journeys toward transcendence because self-talk is so big <laughs> mm -hmm. and it dictates Massive. so much of how we move through the world so i'm going to just read a couple of things that stuck with me from this note Beautiful. this is this is a note that jacob wrote to himself on his iphone okay here we go you're fucking awesome do you care question mark no enjoy what can you do to help do you have trapped alpha? Create and open. The words cannot truly hurt you. You are too fluid. You are a really, really, really strong person. I mean, can, can you believe this, listeners? How beautiful is this to have these sorts of words written into, you know, your everyday life? It, it kind of took the breath out of me, Jacob. What do you, what do you remember about writing that? And how does it feel oh, I, to have it sent back to you again? I, I actually, it's it's profound because no one ever really s says this stuff out loud. No. Um, but it's beautiful to hear it like that. And and there was there was a time in my life where this this note was kind of, it was the ultimate rescue point. Really? Um, and yeah, I was traveling a lot and I was creating a lot and uh, and trying to find kind of these anchoring points in amongst all this all this pressure and all these voices from outside and, and all these voices from within and also lots of pressure from within too. Um, you know, I think that as someone who is very creative and, and therefore a, a, a shapeshifter, and I, I know that you're the same, you know, I, I tend to change shape very easily to fit uh, what what someone might need from me yeah. or, or what someone might yeah. see in me. Um, 
And I tend to believe very readily in things that people would say or um, how, you know, how people would, would sort of attend the, the things that I was making yeah. and, and they would really sway me. And, and I think that over the course of the last few years, a lot of my education as a, you could say, quote, unquote, artist in the world has been how to be resilient throughout all of that weird pressure and all that strange environment, but also to be kind of strengthened by it and, and yeah. to kind of learn how to how to exist comfortably within this ever-changing world, especially online, because it's just it's the most disastrous place for artists to hang oh God, out is yeah. in, in their own comment sections. And, yes you know, re reading their own reviews and all sorts of things like it's just so strange. And yes. And so, you know, the, yeah, the, this note, uh, and it's still it's still going. It's probably come quite a long way since I shared it with you. I'd, wow. I'd love to compare how it looks. And I, I can send you the, the latest version, but- <laughs> You are you know, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's so many ways in. And I think that what I, what I wanted to do for myself was just to be kind of one of my own loved ones a little bit. And I, I someone said this to me once, and I, I, I remember him saying it. So you are one of your loved ones. That you you oh, know wow. how you how you think about your mother or your your or your sister or or your lover. It's like you're one of those people in your life, and 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 you are that person separate from being you as as well. And and you need to treat that person like you would treat your closest friends. And so sometimes, you know, I, I think these things came from thinking. Well, if someone else was experiencing this kind of tension, this kind of dissonance and and unknowing and being unanchored and not knowing who you are how how would i approach it and yeah. and you know I, I think of of my sister actually who is very very similar to me one of my sisters very very similar to me who experiences a lot of the same kind of dissonance but in different parts of her life different ways of her life but i i've i've spent lots of time talking to her about how to think about it and yeah. it's taught me a lot about how to think about it to, within myself too and um i i just i there was a moment where i realized when I think of something, then you know, write it down on the page, yeah, and, and it will it will come back to mm -hmm. to to collect your energy in, in, later on. And and yeah, some of them are just kind of like you're such a freaking badass, man. And then some of them are really really gentle and super warm, and yeah. it's a bit like the warm blanket and the, the cold water thing as well. It's like sometimes it's just like you know what, like motherfucker, it's all good. Go on, fight. And then and then sometimes it's let go, cool down and just be and accept the way things are. And and so the the note is, and still now, it's just a smattering of different approaches as to how to break you out well, of that that's, space. That's what's really ringing true here is this kind of um, throwing things on their head. And it's almost like you're doing that within these notes to yourself. This is my absolute favorite one, okay? Do you want to make everybody comfortable? Let them get the wrong idea. Let them be uncomfortable. And so... It just ties in so beautifully to everything we're talking about with the rub and creating the space mm -hmm. or the or the or the iced water um, uh, that that really knocks people for a moment and then gives way to to vulnerability, which in turn opens you up to receiving, and then connection. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's so well put. It's that that that's the cycle, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And and one of the toughest things about being a creative person is that you know there are times where you think, well, I need an armor here. I need to be able to protect myself from the world because because there's so much going on internally that I need to I need to make sure it's safe and it's it's protected and but then the more armor you have the harder it is to be open and and obviously when you're open you can be creative and you can be vulnerable and so that kind of push pull between I'm going to give it all and I'm not I'm giving nothing that 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 sort of that dichotomy is is hard it's really hard at, at different times and and I so appreciated you know, I, that you opened that space to me 
right before the music video and music videos are always like really so feel, weird yeah, yeah right like I feel so self-conscious I feel so self-aware that the world is seeing me through a lens and you know it's just to be able to unpack that with you and get so real about it because it is easy to look at an artist like you Jacob and and think that person must not wrestle with those feelings mm. of um, unworthiness or you know they have so much at their fingertips they're able to express themselves um, do they ever hit uh, moments of um, the dark night of the soul, to use another, mm. you know, mm. sort of mystic term? Um, and I'm curious, you know, you said you turn to this note when things get hard, this this iPhone note. But, you know, what are the other practices you have in your lexicon to, to manage times when um, it just doesn't feel at hand, available? Yeah. It's such a big question. Um, and you, you, you know me, I, I make all sorts of lists of things that, that tend to help at different times. Um, <laughs> I I'm, love I'm, that. I'm, just, I'm, I'm looking for one. I'm looking for, I can't remember what it's called now. I haven't looked at it in a while, but it was, uh, oh, here you go. It's called To Cheer You Up. <laughs> Eat, sleep, change your plans, go to bed early, wake up in the morning, be as quiet as possible. Write a list about what you want on any level. Start a new idea. Leave the house for a trip. Fruit. Make nonsense. Go underwater. Mind fireworks. Sensory deprivation. Listen to white noise or chaotic sound. Sit in silence and let your threshold come right down. Do a good breath and soften your eyes. Eat crisps, bacon, puffed wheat or an after eight mint. Love them. Watch a yeah, love them. Have a bath. Look at, look, look at the world map. Gap between feet and floor. Grow roots. Turn off your phone. It, it goes on. Wow, but, um, Jacob. Th there are little things that that help, and and you can never plan what's going to help. Um, no. Yeah, the last year, twenty twenty one was that that was the hardest creative year I've ever had. Yeah. Um, yeah. On on so many levels and in so many different ways, I made lots of things, but mm. it, it's it's finding form. It's it's why right. how and and I came up against feelings I hadn't really known before. You know about really trying to work through being very in, just very indecisive creatively yes. and yep. I've always been very decisive creatively but it right. was so hard I didn't know what to do and I felt like I was adopting lots of different people's voices in my mind mm. and mm. examining how I could how I could be doing things and I think one of the things I struggle with the most is that I, I can do kind of anything right. in, in terms of dreaming something uh, up I, yes th there's, it's a paralysis there's no limit oh. yeah, yeah th th there's no limit to kind of to what's possible and I don't mean I can personally execute everything myself but but if I want, if, if something is in my mind, I, I can I can manifest it somehow. I can find someone to help or I can pretend to do it myself and then accidentally do it, you know, which I do sometimes or whatever it happens to be. But there's always a way. So thinking, well, I could write for orchestra or I could score a film or I could do a rock album or write folk songs or make electronic and all these kinds of things. There's so many different things that you can do at any one time. And I think that even outside the world of music as a person, you think, well, I could be doing yoga and working out or I could mm. be getting, you know, I could be uh, starting a, a spiritual practice or, or, or meditating or I should right. be, you know, getting lots of new hobbies or, or learning, a, you know, learning a new sport or making lots of friends or I should be having relationships or all these things that you could be doing at any one time. I think there are times in your life and it's really, really natural where these questions are really hard and overwhelming for you. And I think that uh, when it comes to this, I, I think about something we musicians think about a lot uh, which is compression yeah and um and if you're listening and you're not familiar with the term um in music when you compress something you you decrease its its dynamic range so you you make the extremes of 
loud and quiet. You make that extreme smaller. You, you, you decrease the threshold so that the louder sounds get a little quieter and the quieter sounds become a little louder. And it means that, you know, say for example, if you listen to a, a music on your phone, it's very compressed because the phone has to push it through this tiny speaker and a lot of the frequencies are kind of mushed together. It's different from if you're listening in a studio on beautiful monitor speakers. So when we think about compression emotionally, I think to me it's the idea that you, you have to decrease your own dynamic range, you know, and that the highs can't be as high, the lows can't be as low. And I think that when I'm coping, as everyone does at different moments in life, that dynamic range becomes uncomfortably small. And I stop feeling, I stop feeling the extremes. And I, I, I don't know if it's the same for you, but, but for me as an artist, I'm most at home in the extremes in, in, in a certain sense. It's like the absolute beam of light when you're having an idea and then the ravaging questioning the unknowing the darkness of the other side which is as potent as powerful yeah. and being just okay in the middle is it's it's a hard place to find friction creatively you can be very content in that space but it's hard to be creative from a point of no dynamics and so i think one of the questions i ask myself is how do i break out of, of lacking dynamics in my life and 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 being able to lean into the quiet and into the loud. And so if you look at your life as a winding road that goes from left to right, it's twisting and turning. If you go down a part of your life or a part of your day where you, you don't feel good, you feel underconfident, you're questioning yourself, you think, right. oh, am I even a good person? Is anything I'm doing any good? Am I, yeah. Is this worthwhile to anyone? Does, this, does any of this matter at all? I think to me, if you look at that space and, and you, you think of it, as something to it's the same thing as like do the opposite of what you want to do in production it's yeah. like yeah okay everything i'm doing is worth nothing okay you know sure everything everyone hates it fine you know no worries it's awful yeah well, let's make it even more awful let's make it the worst it could possibly be and wow. what you find when you when you lean into it mm. it's like be the worst musician ever be the worst <laughs> artist make the least meaningful things but if you give yourself permission to do that it, you always swing back around because nothing ever goes in one direction forever. It has to complete the cycle. And if you let yourself have that dynamic range as a person, then suddenly these things that seem like obstacles, they're, they're just signposts. It's like, oh yeah, go this way, go this way, go this way. And as long as you can keep moving, there's so much to be to be learned from those moments of real doubt and real questioning, even though even if they're very uncomfortable. It's just thinking, okay, sure, I'll go there. And then I'll swing out of it. And, and I must swing out of it because that's the rule of I how must, it works. And I will. Yes. And, and, and I that's will. what we do as people. We, 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 we swing out of it. It's balanced. Wow. You know, I had a great uh, friend, Olga Bell, um, tell me that music consists of different, um, is the word t topographies? The, 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 the sort of um, terrain you know, of, of the landscape. The topography is, is, is tracking yeah. both the, the, the peaks and the troughs and the, the valleys and the mountains. And, you know, when I started thinking about my, my production like this, my, even the mixes, you know, describing the terrain of the topography, it changed it from a static piece of music that just exists for me to observe and listen to and actually respected it as a journey off the bat and then it was about where am I going to to take the listener and how am I going to create these environments and and spaces like you touched on but also terrains like is it is it bumpy is it down low is it you know deep in the belly and I just I really admire um your ability to help me think like that one thing that came to mind when you were saying that two things came to mind one is that something that recently has been really paralyzing for me with songwriting has been the pressure to 
to be honest and and to say is it, is it honest yeah it's a is, big is, one. That, is that really what happened to you yeah and and I, the reason i thought of that is because if you look at a landscape and you think okay i'm going i'm going to describe this this landscape i think if you're if you if you're listening to this and, and you're wondering how that translates one important question to bring up is how literally do you take your inspiration mm. and you could say oh the landscape goes you know that's that's one way of looking at it but but i also think it's really important to be comfortable with abstractifying things that come into your world and and transforming them and it's okay to to muck, to muck around with stuff and make and to make, make things misshapen and yep. i think that the idea that you have to be kind of literal about the way that you describe and explain things for, for people at least for me it really ties me in knots because i yes. i'm not that at home in in doing that but right. sometimes i think about say i'm looking at a landscape i think about that as inspiration i think about it as though i'm a child drawing a 2d photo a, a, a 2d okay. drawing with okay. one pencil and to, to a child it's like everything's 2d it's not 3d you know we adults look at landscape they oh it's 3d and all oh, there's a terrain there's grass comes down there and it looks like the wind's being blowing this direction oh the sun's at this axis and blah, blah, blah. this is going to grow there and all oh, that could be sold to this person whatever you think about when you look at the landscape a child it's like it's like you squint sometimes i squint my eyes i think oh yeah that's what it's like to see it as a child because it's not a mountain it's just a lion Wow. And when it's just a line, it can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't have to be a mountain, you know. That and it could be a melody, or it could be a, it could be a bass line, or, or or a rhythm, or it could be a sound, or it could be a feeling, or it could be a time of day, or it could be a character, or and and just the idea that you you look at the world through this this cocked head lens, and you think, oh yeah, what's that? You know, and you think, and my mom is so good at this, and you know, there'll be like say the the pepper grinder on the table that grinds pepper for food, and. And my mom will, when I was young, my mom used to make these into characters. Um, she would say, oh yeah, the pepper grinder doesn't look very happy today, does it? Does it? And you think, oh yeah, no, she's right, it doesn't. It looks kind of grumpy. <laughs> then, yeah, it looks grumpy because it's looking in this direction and it's got, it's got this kind of like stain on one side or whatever. And, and just like looking at, looking at objects in the world is thinking, oh yeah, well, these two things are friends because they're close. All these two things are pushing each other away. Interacting with the world as a tactile form. You can abandon meaning at any time when it suits you as a creator, as a human, you can look through the lens of, this is not a computer screen and a pixels and a camera. This is just a, this is just a playground, you know, and you close your eyes and you think, oh, it's lines, dots, yep. various things. I'm, I'm just playing around. It goes back to what you're saying with, about playing, you know, yes. playing with the fire of things. I think sometimes I, I try to see the world in, through those eyes, the eyes that don't analyze and, and see form. And The thing that was coming up for me then was actually that maybe transcendence is this sort of dissolution or dissolving of boundaries? Think about it, when you're at a show and you look out into the crowd as the performer in this case, and you just sort of see these people without, without anything between them. They're all mm. consuming the same piece of art. They come from all different kinds of backgrounds, maybe different languages, you know, but yet they're all understanding this one language together, whatever, is between them and the real world, the limitations, restrictions, mm. the boundaries that exist in our world, they kind of dissipate in that space. And you get a thing called a, a type of transcendence or in a collective um, connection between people. Mm. And when you were talking like that, it, it just made me think that perhaps transcendence is as ordinary as that very task of just squinting your eyes and dissolving the boundaries of what you're looking at changing your perspective and therefore transcending a space transcending a reality yeah. 
And and, and yeah. how ordinary is that? It's just the mind. It's just the, the the little kid. I love the way you put that. I think it's. I think you you, you nailed it. And and I think that the, the the other side of that equation is once you've dissolved the form, when you're vulnerable in that space, as a performer, as an audience member, as a as a person, as a as a student of the world, as a child, you then receive other forms or things assemble in other ways right and yep. and the the, the the reassembly of things i think that, that that's that's important because i think that when we have these moments in life where everything's blasted open yeah. and you think i can see this in a new way it's how things then reassemble that that's that's where we perceive the meaning of it you know oh, wow. and, and you don't need meaning i think meaning's overrated but i think that <laughs> if you want to perceive meaning it's in it's in things that reassemble you think oh Oh, so that's that's a different way I can see that, or yep. you know, mountain squint, and it becomes a line, and then the line becomes a something new. The reconstruction and, of the reality yeah, after the it's, transcendent. It's, it's alchemy. Yep. You could mm. say alchemy. Mm. People are taking things and they're making them in, into new things. And oh, I watched. I've been going down a, a documentary road recently, but I watched a documentary about Stravinsky, who's one of my heroes. Yes. And um, Bernstein had made this documentary. Actually, it's like a ten-minute thing, and he was just ex- explaining how Stravinsky is an artist, as as a he was two things at once at all times. He was very, very devotional, but he was very, very irreverent at the same time. Yes. Yep. Um, when he was talking about Stravinsky and, and his learning, you know, Russian folk music combines with, you know, all sorts of European kind of harmonic progressions that had reached by the end of the, the 1900s. And then, and then you bring in jazz that he was experimenting with and all sorts of austere other things. And, and Bernstein says it was his own, through some, through some private alchemy of his own, he was able to transform these elements into you know, the soldier's tale and the ride of spring and Petrushka and all these pieces that have changed yeah. our lives. And, yeah. and I just loved private alchemy. I just like, I thought, that yes, that's such a beautiful way of putting it because, because that's what we have. Words. We have these private alchemy spaces. And what we do is we transcend things the way that they appear. And then we reassemble those particles <laughs> in a form that is new and actually reflects who we are as people. A mirror to the world. Yeah. Wow. I'd like to ask each of my guests if a particular moment of transcendence stands out for them. Does anything come to mind um, that, that somehow informed and changed the way you work? Yeah, I, I, have, a, I have a number of answers written down here for this question because it's hard to pinpoint one. But there was a moment in 2017 in Italy on tour with a one-man show. And this was the first time I was really touring. I'd never really toured before this. I, I'd... I'd done a few shows here and there, but this was the first time I'd really done. It's like a tour, Jacob's tour, and Jacob's fans come to watch. It was the whole thing was so strange. Like, oh, this is funny. This is so crazy. <laughs> but um, you know, I I I got to the end of a gig, and I was I was trying to figure out a way to do an encore that that made sense. And and I I'd, I'd been experimenting with the idea of taking my my vocal harmonizer, which is this instrument that kind of it's a bit a bit like a vocoder, sort of sampler instrument where I can sing multiple notes at once and play the notes live. And I was doing this this version of Blackbird, which is just one of my favorite t- tunes of all time. And uh, I was doing it. And I'm, I'm singing just one note, but all these notes were coming out. It's really kind of yes. a, a little pocket. I found a little pocket. Yes. And I was playing the chords. And I, and I got to the end and it was always a bit of an improvised moment. I got to the end and I just, 
You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. And I went round. You were only waiting for this moment to arrive. And I went, kept going. I thought, oh, keep going. And then the audience started to sing. And they said, you were only, you know, in a strong Italian accent. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that was, was lovely. And I, I sang along. I thought, this is good. And then I thought, I'm going to stop playing. I'm going to stop playing. And see what happens. And see what happens. And so it was moment to arrive. So you say it. And then I lifted my hands and they sang, you were only waiting for... I thought, oh, wow. And then they sang it again. They, they kept looping. And they, they were going. They were their own brain, their own mind, a hive mind. And so I, the way the stage was set up is there's a circle of musical instruments. There was a, a bass, a guitar, keyboard, drums, percussion, melodica, you name it. It was in a circle. And for the first time ever in my life, I left the circle. <laughs> And I was in the circle and I thought, oh, well, they're singing. I'm going to leave the circle. So I left the circle and I came to stand in front of the circle. And I just stood for a while and I listened to them singing. And then I thought, I think I, I thought you can get louder than this. So I did this with my hands. I raised my hands with my open palms up. I raised my hands up in the air and they got louder. I thought, wow, this is crazy. Absolutely wow. crazy. And I didn't say a word, but I, I knew what to do and they knew what to do. Yes. So I thought, okay, well, now I'm going to, going to get quieter. So I put my hands down the other direction. I have palms towards the floor. I went down, down, down. And I, I looked at them I, using my eyes. I thought, oh, we're getting, we're getting quieter. We're getting quieter. And they went so quiet. You were only waiting for it. There's a whole audience. There's, you know, a thousand people and they're really quiet. And I thought, okay, louder, quieter, louder. Um, <laughs> something, something was born in me that was, it was like it had always been there, but I'd never touched it until that moment. And, yeah. and it, it, it ticked every box, I suppose, for a, tran for a sort of trans, a transcendent moment. It, it, was, yeah. it was a loss of control but a gain of control at the yes. same time it was it was trusting in another that's that's more than yourself and then being trusted by the other to be more than yourself it was it was making music without saying a word or playing a note but it was extending my intuition a bit like i was saying about you actually it's extending my intuition through the other through the body of the other and and communicating in real time just with eyes and hands what i needed and what i wanted and that, from that moment on, it I was at, I was absolutely hooked, and it, it it became it became a language that I really kind of explored, and I'm still I still feel very early in exploring it, but just with eyes and hands, the amount God. you can do with a yep. crowd. I mean, you can you can get them to harmonize, and you can get them to like one thing that that I've been doing more recently is I'll I'll, I'll sing I'll sing a note, so mm, things, and I'll look at them. I say, okay, we're going to go now, and I put my hand out. I say, we're going to sing this. I didn't say it, but they go, mm, and they all sing, mm. and then I say, right, we're going we're gonna to divide the room into three, but I don't say it, I just show it. I say, hand, you guys on the left, mm. okay, you guys on the right, I'm going to say, hand, here's, this is you, mm. and you have three notes, and when you have three notes, you can move them wherever you want to go, so you say, you watch a group, you say, you, up, and they go, oh, and they know what to do, they know the note, they all know the note, because yeah, people all, all know the note, you just need yeah. to trust them. Yes. So up and down. I thought, okay, you go up. You go up. You, while you go up, you're going to go down. And it's just fingers. And Faders, oh yeah. man, it's just that. That's the closest I've. I, I don't know. It's something happens in something happens in that moment for me. And and yeah. it's it's something about being bigger than way way bigger than yourself, but but also tiny, tiny at the same time. 
And a facilitator of something, right? Like not yeah. that it's coming out of you, but that you're somehow a, you know, a vehicle or a facilitator of something that is happening already written into the, the sort of DNA of people. Like you said, they kind of already know what to do. They, they already, know, yeah, they already know I what mean, to do, and wild. all you have to do is trust them to do oh. it. And and yeah, it's it's such a beautiful feeling, and and it, it's, I always feel kind of, re- I just feel so moved by it because, yeah. you know, because none of us are saying a word, and it but it doesn't matter where you go. <laughs> You know, it could be India, it could be Africa, it could be Asia, it could be North America, whatever. And people know how they, they, they can sing and they know how to move and, and they're smiling, you know, yeah. and they're thinking, I'm part of this. And, and, and I'm doing, in my mind, I'm doing the least I'm doing in the whole show, but I'm also doing the most I'm doing the whole show because right. it's, it's happening around me and I'm not, it, it, it blurs the boundary between, you know, performer and audience. It's, it's right. we're all doing this together. Yeah. We're all just exploring because I'm just, I'm just, following my ear and sometimes people will do things and they'll, and, and they'll start things someone will say oh 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 and I think yeah. okay go on then go on, mm-hmm. go on then yeah, and you say go on then and then, they, and then they get going yep. I remember there was, there was one gig in, in Philly which obviously is uh, such a deep kind of so just just you know such, such a deep musical place is of Philly course, but the pocket in Philly is insane mm-hmm. and I remember I, I, I think we were doing Blackbird again and at the end of the show, I, I we were doing it, and they were singing, and then someone started clapping, and it wasn't it wasn't just like clapping like this, it, they, they went like this, hey, like that, hey. and and, and they're just the pocket of that, oh, it's really it's really particular, and because it wasn't, and it wasn't, it was. It's, it's what I call Dude, like a, a like 57. Yo, that's a pretty complex beat to just break oh, out of nowhere. No, it's insane, Matt. It's insane because it, it's 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 not swung. It's not da 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 da, and it's not da 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 straight. It's like and it's just this fluid thing. It's beautiful. Yo, and wow. Everyone in the room knew that pocket, and they all went. And then they stamped. They stomped. And it was just. I just stood there, just walking. I was just walking on the spot. Could have been twenty minutes. I don't know how long it was. Twenty yeah. minutes. Time and just this, dissipated. Just yeah. this, po- this, this pocket of the room. <laughs> and just like oh. I mean, it's just extraordinary. The beautiful thing about trust is that you're you're saying you're saying we are no different. You and I, we're just doing something together right now and I'll give you something and you give me something and we're going to yeah. do it together yeah. and it's such an amazing feeling and, and I think in my life that there, there aren't many things I can think of that kind of outdo that level of mm. of of transcendence because it, it it means coming way above and beyond myself and and realizing a lot of it is realizing that we, we knew it all along and that's the thing that we can forget as people and as artists. It's like, well, I already knew how to do this. I I know how to get them quiet. I know how to get them loud. And and yeah. they know they know how to move around. And and they know what note to sing. And and we're just we're just discovering it together as humans. And 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 so that feeling is is really one of a kind. And I miss it desperately. Wow. And I've missed it in, in COVID very much. And I'm excited to to get back to it hopefully soon. Wow. I guess the hope in all of that is that you get this chance to practice. The dissolution of boundaries like the trust fall with other mm, people yeah. in music and then the hope is that we we can take that outside of music right and, and do it mm. in our communities i think that's why it's so emotional sometimes to hear you talk about this or all the guests i've had on so far is it's like this is 
us remembering ourselves. This is us yes, coming yeah, back yeah, exactly. to what we know. And sometimes we can't do it in our broken families and our crazy politics. You know, we have to do it in these spaces of safety inside a music venue. But we prove to ourselves that we have this capacity to collaborate, to see Connect. from that and, and new to, 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 to let go as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, what a gift. Um, we have so much and I'm just so thankful. So, so, so thankful that you were so um, open with me and it's just a, it's a blessing to have you as a friend in my life and an artist that I look up to. So, appreciate Likewise. You. Thank you so much for having me in this wonderful space you've made and um, yeah, I just, I, I love it and I, I love our conversations every time. It's, it's always, always a treat. good was that <laughs> the importance of self-talk that really got me when Jacob said you are one of your loved ones I loved talking about emotional compression how can we create dynamic range again when things have become compressed and small how do we lean back into the quiet and into the loud because nothing ever goes in one direction forever how can we squint our eyes and change the terrain of our experience? How could we even abstract reality and abandon the supposed meaning of it to see things afresh? Perhaps meaning is found in the reassembling of things once they've been taken apart. It was so cool to hear Jacob talk about trusting the inner knowing of others and how he's learned to get out of the way so that sort of communal instinct can ignite in others. Join the conversation over at Discord it's a place where we can build community around the things we're learning together. This podcast is brought to you by TalkHouse. Feel free to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>